This is Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Master Mover, Dana Wilson. And if you're someone that loves to learn, laugh, and is looking to rewrite the starving artist story, then sit tight, but don't stop moving, because you're in the right place. My friend, my friend, hello, welcome to Words That Move Me. I'm Dana, and I am stoked that you are here. (laughs) Y'all, I just had the greatest conversation with my friend, Jessica Castro, and I cannot wait to share it with you. If you do not already know Jessica, she's based in New York City. We got to spend a lot of time together working on In the Heights. She is a dancer, choreographer, mentor, educator, mother. She is hysterical. She is thoughtful. She is a very straight talker, and I am so excited for you to hear everything she has to say. Um, Today we're digging into social media, choreographing, being an artist as your business, and longevity. Mm. She's so fabulous, and uh, this is a good one. I'm excited to dig in, but first, wins. Yes, today I am celebrating a successful and safe road trip. Yeah, an actual vacation No work obligations whatsoever. My husband and I drove to and from Phoenix, Arizona, stopped in Palm Desert. Um, I got to see my brother's new house, spend time with the fam, spend time, obviously, with my husband, be outside in various pools of water. (laughs) Um, I did multiple cannonballs, you guys. What a feeling is a cannonball. (laughs) Oh, I also did a uh, a kiwi dive and almost cracked my melon on the bottom of the floor, but I didn't. So, wins. <laughs> this is a big win. Uh, do you even know what a kiwi dive is? Is that a 90s kid thing or a, a Midwestern kid thing? Kiwi dives? Anyone? <laughs> Anyways, celebrating that my melon is intact, celebrating a great trip. Um, so, so, so good. Road trips for the win. What is going well in your world? No win is too small. I just celebrated a kiwi dive. (laughs) So speak it. What you got? What's going well in your world? All right. Congrats. Do keep winning. You are crushing it. I'm stoked for you. I'm excited for you. I'm excited about you. Keep winning. Keep swimming. What was the fish's name? Dory. Um, Keep cannonballing. Cannonball every chance you freaking get. And now let's roll into our interview. That was a cannonball roll segue. Ball rolling. Anyways, I already told you that today's guest is fabulous, but I did not tell you that she really means business. She is about that business, and there are so many golden nuggets of business wisdom 
tons of social media insights, best practices, and guide rules in this episode. I'm smitten with it. I think anyone who is interested in a long-lasting career has something to gain from this one, but especially those starting out and picking up momentum, this one is for you. So enjoy the fabulous Jessica Castro. Holy smokes, Jessica Castro, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Dana. Uh, we've been um, pre-podcast chatting <laughs> for several <laughs> minutes now, and we have so, so, so much to talk about. I'm excited to dig into all of it, but let's go ahead and start with you. <laughs> yes. I'll let you introduce yourself and simply tell us everything you want us to know about you. Um, well, first of all, Dana... Thanks for having me. I'm when you hit me up, I was like, "What? You want to?" Yeah, of course I'm gonna be on. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so excited about this. Hello, everyone. I am Jessica Castro. I have been in this business for almost 26 years. I am a dancer turned choreographer now. I am a mom to a beautiful 10 year old, and um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I love a nutshell. <laughs> oh, there's a really funny joke about an acorn, and now I can't remember. Oh, you know what an acorn is, right? What? In a nutshell, it's a tiny oak tree. <laughs> I can't. Okay, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're here to help you become better dancers and choreographers and art types um, through the majesty of dad jokes. That's what we're going to do it through. Um, okay, well, I think what I'm one of the things I'm most curious about in hearing from you, and one of the things I really focus on in my professional life still, and I know a lot of my listeners care about, is training. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated in learning, <laughs> fascinated in, fascinated by, not so much grammar, but learning. No. And uh, <laughs> so I would love to hear a little bit about your pathway to professionalism. Yeah. Um, I know you got a relatively late start, but got exposed to some great training, and I want to hear all about it. Well, yes, Dana. So you know, I was really, sh I was really shy as a kid. And the funny, the funny thing is that my dad was the one that, when I was really young, like Josephine, my daughter's age. He put me in piano lessons. He put me in dance lessons. He put me in voice lessons, and I was so shy that he basically took me out because I would sit in the corner. I didn't know what to do in an environment full of kids. Mm. Um, yes. And so I, I he stopped. He stopped. <laughs> well, that sounds like a lot of a lot of extracurriculars. I can exactly. understand that. <laughs> so he stopped and it wasn't until um, later on I um I moved to New York. And of course I, I always say this, I feel like as a dancer, you know you're a dancer somehow you you look at something uh, choreography and you can your body just digests it different like you're able to like mimic it without mm -hmm. really understanding how you just di did it mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. if you have no training somehow you're able to like look at it mimic it understand it but not really mm -hmm. fully technically understand how to mm -hmm. execute it if that makes sense mm -hmm. so i think tiktok is a beautiful example <laughs> everybody right. can like almost osmose this movement 
without mechanically understanding really the nuts and bolts of what's going on from the neck down. Yes. So I moved to New York. I went to FIT, uh, Fashion Institute of Technology, and I started taking classes at BDC. um, And I started taking like beginner, um, just beginner classes. Honestly, Dana, I don't even know how I got into dance, but something in me was like, I should take a dance class. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Simple. Yeah. I got here and I was working at Banana Republic at the Mm -hmm. time. And I became really good friends with my friend, Lisa Lewis, who was um, dancing for Dance Theater of Harlem. Mm -hmm. So at the time, you know, uh, and and one time she was coming out of a ballet class and I was in a ballet class in a, in a absolute beginner ballet. And she waited for me after class because she saw me in class and she says, um, you have really great natural lines about you. You should think mm-hmm. about uh, doing the Alvin Ailey summer intensive. And I looked at her and I said, girl, are you crazy? I was like, <laughs> me audition for an intensive at Alvin Ailey? I was like, what? She's like, trust me, Jessica, just do it. So I did it. I got accepted. I uh, did the, the the summer intensive and I fell in love with it. And that was a start of it. That was a start mm-hmm. of like this, this love, this fire, this passion. And mm-hmm. um, then I stopped going to FIT. I told my mother, she thought I wasn't out of my mind. You she, said, I'm gonna be a dancer now? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. be a dancer now. This is what I wanna do. And she looked at me and she said, are you crazy? <laughs> she was like, you're too old. Jessica, what are you going to do? You, the girl, you know, you should have started when you were younger, you know, all of this. And I was like, Ma, I want to be a dancer. I want to be a dancer. This is what I want to do. So I stuck with it. Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't realize I could make money. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize I could make money. Mm-hmm. I honestly, Dana, I didn't realize I could turn this into a career. Wow. At the time, yet it you was were, just... Yet you were ready to make that shift. Yes. Like, I want to do this all the time. And you yes. didn't even know that you could do it all the time and stay alive. Yes. <laughs> Pay the bills. Yes. I didn't realize I couldn't make money. I could turn this into my career. And so I guess, which was, which worked to my advantage because if I understood how hard it was, hmm. I don't know how long I would have stayed. Hmm. I think what what drove what I had was a passion in me for it. And Hmm. also once people kind of um, questioned what I was doing, it kind of gave me that fire to be like, oh no, this is happening, I'm gonna do this. Hmm. But I, I think I was, I'm also very stubborn. And so in my mind, I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this. And so I stuck with it, obviously. And um, my first professional job was as a New York Knicks city dancer. I tried out the year before. Got cut right away. (laughs) (laughs) Got cut right away. And then came back the next year and got cut again. However, yeah. That stubborn girl made it all the way through to the end. The second time got cut a month later, they call me because they needed to replace one of the girls Mm -hmm. came back for a smaller audition. 
-hmm. and I booked it. And that was like See? the beginning of my training. It was the first time I had ever mm -hmm. been in a professional environment. It's the first time I, I, I had to put lashes on like makeup. I, I didn't, I didn't understand any of this. And so yes. mode or rehearsal mode, you knew training mode. Yes. So it literally, mm -hmm. for me, the New York Knicks was probably the best training for me, especially because I didn't grow up in a studio. You know, I didn't, I didn't understand formations. I didn't mm -hmm. understand being, <laughs> how to keep a formation, <laughs> how to keep a formation spacing. I didn't understand how to put makeup on. So all of this was new to me and the girls were so amazing on the team that they kind of just took me under their wing and kind of just coached me and helped mold me. And that was also at a time where there were no agencies in New York. Hmm. LA had agents, but there were no agencies in New York because ever, all the auditions were word of mouth at that time. Mm -hmm. All the auditions were word of mouth. And so I was able to build a really strong community, a very mm -hmm. supportive one. So yeah, the Knicks was like my first like real gig. That's awesome. I did not, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. And when I think about it, when I visualize it, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's, it's, it makes perfect sense to me that you experienced something like that in your early professional days, because here you are now creating mentorship and training programs of your own and being that guide, being that kind of business leader um, for young professionals today. Uh, so that's cool. Brava. Um, <laughs> here's something I want to, I didn't think we'd talk about this until later, but this is a beautiful segue. Yeah. You have used Instagram, I think, really, really directly to address an audience that is young professionals and early professional dancers aspiring for, you know, work in TV, film, Broadway. Um, and you speak so directly to them about what you wish they would do and stop doing. <laughs> I can tell that... You are a person who values quality over quantity. You are a person who um, curates themselves, their work, their their Instagram feed. You're a straight talker. You're a person who works smarter and not harder. And that is something that my audience is very interested in as well. Yes. Um, so I would love to just hear your message for up and coming professional dancers and choreographers what do you what do you wish people would be doing? What do you wish people would stop doing? Wow, Dana. So <laughs> when Facebook and, and even Instagram started, I was very like hesitant and reluctant. It just wasn't. Uh, it's very much of this generation. Right. And, and that's mm. not how I, I didn't understand it. I, I didn't understand mm -hmm. it. I, I did not understand it. And Funny enough, I was having a conversation and, and I'll get back to your question, I promise. I was on set with Chloe Arnold, right? Mm -hmm. uh, doing uh, the, the sidewalk uh, musicals that she does for the late show. Mm -hmm. And I had forgotten to post about a class that I was gonna teach. And you know, with, with everything, it's like, if you forget to post and people don't come and you know, this and, and, and I had a moment and I looked at her and I was like, oh, I was like, how do you feel about Instagram? I was like, sometimes I'm so annoyed with it. And I was telling her, and I was like, I, I, I feel like it's this love-hate relationship with it. 
And she looked at me and she said, you know what? I love it. And I looked at her and I said, really? And she says, yeah, because everything that's on my page, I'm proud of. I was like, it represents me. I was like, and it's brought so many great opportunities into my life. Mm. She, you know, and, and when she said that, I was like, I literally, it took me a second out and I was like, am I proud of everything on my page? Huh? Mm. I was like, does it represent me? And so Mm. I, it was like, yes and no, yes, no. So Mm. then when she put it that simply, I thought to myself, right, that's kind of when my mind flipped in the the way I thought about social media flipped. I was Mm. like, right, this is something that I can curate. Yes, I can curate it so that it's authentically as authentic as social media is ever going to be. But nothing (laughs) on my page is fabricated. It is me. It is my life. And hopefully it it might inspire and teach someone Mm that I, I may not even meet ever. And the mm. beauty of it, of course, as you know, it you're able to connect with so many people um, across the globe, really. And mm-hmm. then as Instagram became bigger and bigger and bigger, as I started to assist more as a choreographer, this is when I was, I kind of had a, a moment where I was like, oh, right, this is the, this is the new, new, meaning, about, I would say, I don't know, maybe uh, six years ago or so, uh, Fatima Robinson uh, hits me up, right? And she's like, hey, Jess, I'm doing a job in New York. I need uh, this type of uh, dancer, this look uh, for this specific gig. Yeah, these skills, this training for this specific uh, thing. And she was like, "Uh, please... Uh, send me anybody that you want to refer in my DMs. Send me their IG handles. And I thought, mm. at first I was like, wait, what does she mean? And I was like, mm-hmm. like their Instagram page? And she was like, yeah, just send it to me in my DM. I'll look through them. Mm-hmm. That's when I said to myself, oh, wow, it's shifting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So now are The wave we not- has crashed and, yes. the, and the ripples are still rippling yes. out. Because I thought to myself, because my then my second response to her was, you don't want me to email you their headshots and resumes? She goes, no, just send me their handles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that was that, six years ago. And that was like six years ago. And I thought to myself, and after that, I'm everyone, sure any agents that are listening are cringing right now. <laughs> absolutely. And they absolutely are. And the thing is, everyone, and then it wasn't only her. It was like rich in tone, everyone. So my communication turned from emails Mm -hmm. to now DMing Mm -hmm. and sending profiles. Because the thing is, what what happens is what dancers don't understand because a lot of dancers are reluctant to really look at their page and curate it, right? Maybe they don't understand how to, and that's why on my page, I try to give tips. I, I, as, as, as clear and as concise as I possibly can, Mm-hmm. You know, especially now, Dana, when you can have two or three or four pages, like, you know, one of them should absolutely be geared towards your profession. You can't say model, actress, director, creative director, choreographer, and then your page is private, or you can't have all of these things in your Bible and none of it. I look at your page and you have nothing that represents you. None of those you. items. Ooh. None of them. I- 
I love that notion. Like, don't tell me that you're a slash, slash, slash. I call them slashers. Yes. Um, show me. Yes. And it, it, it it's a very, uh, obviously, Dana, you, myself, we've also transitioned into this time where there is no time. There is no time. The, 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 the days of having two weeks of rehearsal for a late night performance, it's no longer there, right? Everything has switched to, we have a late night performance on Thursday, they're booking people on Monday night and they wanna see who they wanna see to book them to be in rehearsal by Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So what happens? And agents aren't gonna like when I say this, the easiest thing is to send people's Instagram handles to the choreographer, producers, mm -hmm stage managers, directors, whoever it is mm -hmm. that's approving this, getting me basically hitting everybody up. Hey, are you available for these dates? And mm -hmm. then once they see, once they get all the handles and they're like, okay, I like this person, this person, this person, then I reach out to their agents. Mm -hmm. Because by the time I reach out to their agents, their agents reach out to the talent. The talent gets back to the agent. The agent gets back to me, it's already done. There is no more, there is no more. The producer's not gonna wait. The choreographer's not gonna wait. The manager's not gonna wait. The artist isn't gonna wait. It, it happens, Dana, within minutes, mm -hmm. within mm -hmm. minutes. And there are times where I'll, you know, hit people on DM if I, if I don't have their contacts. And by the time they get back to me an hour later, everyone's been booked. Oof. It's like, you gotta know, be fast. Gotta be fast. It's, you have to be fast. And, and, and the thing is, it's, it's not always like that, but that is why, you know, think about it. Chloe Arnold, I just finished doing the film with her in Boston. Mm -hmm. Everything has gone virtual. She literally hired an entire cast of dancers virtually. Mm -hmm. So no let's in -person say audition. no in-person no in audition. No in-person callback. And let's say, let's say she's questioning, oh, I'm not sure she's on the, she's on the board. She's, she's borderline. Do I like this person? Do I not? Where do you think she's going to go to kind of get her final, like, do I hire this person or don't I hire this person? To their Instagram page. To their Instagram page. Because an Instagram mm -hmm. page honestly says a lot. And, and, and people can argue this, but an Instagram page can, says a lot about mm -hmm who you are professionally, mm -hmm. if you curate okay. your page the right way. Yes. So here's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Instagram's important. Yes. We know this. Right. I love what you brought up, the option for having multiple pages. Um, I super duper love, because right now we're putting a lot of pressure on this space. We're putting a ton of pressure on Instagram, like your bookability depends on if you have a cute feed or not, that can be a lot of pressure. But I want to circle back to something that you said, that Chloe said, which, yes, Chloe Arnold, leave it to Chloe Arnold to, like, demystify mm -hmm. and illuminate something that can seem so dark and terrible. And don't get me wrong, it can be dark and terrible. Absolutely. It can be a dark and terrible place. But if you have two criteria to meet before you post, if all you are concerned about is am I proud of this? Does it represent me? Then that decision, like to post or not to post, can be so easy. Am I proud of this? Does it represent me? Boom. Done. Yeah. That's, that's 
it, I love making complicated things simple. And I think that's the, the ticket to, on this subject anyways. Not, not to say like case closed. There's so much more to it than that. But um, I used to have a philosophy. Obviously, my relationship with Instagram has been through phases. Right. Full-blown chapters. Love, hate, yes. don't need, crave, all of the right. things. But um, I used to have a, this philosophy. I, I imagined Instagram as my storefront. You know, as dancers and most independent contractors who are creatives, we have agencies that have storefronts, but nobody goes there to shop for a choreographer. They go to the website, maybe, and Instagram has become my brick and mortar. That's where you go to find all of my, air quote, products. Um, And I love shopping. I am a product of the consumer era. (laughs) I genuinely... You used to find me at the mall (laughs) if I had any free time. I was usually at the studio, but if it wasn't, I was at the mall. And when I think about my favorite places to shop, they're bright, they're colorful, they're eclectic, they have a personal touch, they're clean, they're, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I just tried to make my feed those things. But even that is a little bit more complicated than, am I proud of it? Does it represent me? Go. So... I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for sharing. No, you know, honestly, listen, Dana, I think we all kind of have this, like, sometimes we love it, sometimes we don't. But I think there, if if there, if for me, I have surrendered to it in a really great mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. Um, and I have accepted it for me. And it's it's mm-hmm. been honestly a blessing for me. I have gotten work because mm-hmm. of my page. Um, and so I know made new it, professional relationships. Like, yes. Yo, I've fully met my heroes on thanks to Instagram, like people whose work I drool over. And now we like text because we became friends on, on well, Instagram. Right. It's awesome. But, but you, and you know, for, for all of your young listeners that, you know, right now, I think right now what's crucial is that everything has gone virtual, right? So if you have no representation, we're living in a time right now where no one is having auditions. Mm-hmm. No one is having auditions. And, you know, p- people, I also wanted to bring up something where when you said something, I, I was like, oh, I got to tell Dana this because I think right now what dancers confuse is how many followers do I have and how mm. to curate your page for the business. Mm. Is two very different things, right? Being an influencer and being a professional in this business are two very different things. And I think somehow they've gotten meshed together where, you know, young dancers, creatives get worried about how many followers they have, right? Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do because I've spoken to Jamaica, I've spoken to Fatima, I've spoken to so many choreographers and I always ask them, I was like, do numbers matter to you? And they're like, no. Numbers mm-hmm. do not matter to them. What matters to them is the content that's on their page. There are some, uh, uh, you know, castings where they want to know how many followers you have, and and that's mm-hmm. always going to be the case, commercials right? specifically. I think yes, commercials or or uh, what I'm seeing a lot of time is new artists who want to yes. draw attention to what they're doing want to use dancers with a bigger following than they have, right? So that they get more eyeballs. It's it's marketing wise it makes a lot of sense but i think that really is quite 
exclusive to not exclusive there are always exceptions but that works specifically in the favor of commercials and new artists for films i don't think i've ever no. looked at a fall for in the heights do you think for one second that we considered anybody's instagram following no no oh, no that was about talent it was about lifeblood it was about energy it was about all, i want to say like everything but yes. the social media following so if you gear your whole life towards that number you're you're missing out on um in enriching your life your skill set what you bring to the table professionally that is what people actually care about Yes, it's like, you know, you know, because a lot of young dancers will say, but just, you know, I haven't done this. I said, but ha, the beauty about living in a time right now is that you can find a videographer, hmm. you can find a studio, hmm. you don't need to have professional work. You literally, all you need is a nice studio, a videographer, and you can showcase what it is that you do best and put hmm. it on your page. It, you know, and I think for young dancers, it, it's it's confusing right now. It's confusing. It's like, I need a following. I need this. I need that. No. I just always tell dancers, listen, in your bio, have your agency. If you don't have an agency, your email, somewhere where we can contact you. And now, obviously, because things have changed and, you know, you have to be vaccinated. Are you vaccinated or not? You know? Mm, ooh, I hadn't considered that. Yes, it's such a interesting. It, yes, because in film right now, you have to be vaccinated. You cannot. I mean, I can't even tell you just recently this project, the amount of dancers I couldn't hire mm -hmm. because they weren't vaccinated, which mm -hmm. is obviously everyone's right. But right now to work on set on pretty much any set, whether it's film or mm -hmm. TV, you have to be vaccinated, mm -hmm. you know, and then uh, on their page, I oh. You, Okay. My rant on Instagram a couple of weeks ago was because oh, this is important. Yes. yes. Let's get let's get specific about this subject. Yeah. Especially I think my audience is um largely women. Yes. And I think what the world <laughs> the dance industry, sorry yes. to back up. The entertainment industry knows that sex sells. Yes. But what Jess is about to blow the lid off of is that <laughs> sex is not the only thing that sells and we certainly don't need to see your booty cheeks and tatas in <laughs> especially if that's not what you lead with and if that's not the work you want to be doing um can be so uncomfortable to scroll through an entire feed of just that of when just what we're that. looking for is real people take it yes. away just let them have it so <laughs> Dana, thank you so a couple of weeks ago obviously i was casting uh for a film that I'm, I'm choreographing and we needed a variety of looks, right? We needed um, dancers that looked, that played the part um, that looked like backup dancers for a huge pop star. We also mm. needed young, young looking dancers that could possibly play 15 to 18 year olds, you know, that could mm. possibly play high school Raises kids. Hand. Right. Even though I'm 35, <laughs> still get carded. Absolutely. <laughs> Like recently carded to buy a freaking lighter. Like, no. am I not, do I not look no. 17? It's great. <laughs> I'll take it. So my thing was, you know, in, in trying to find versatility on these pages, again, I go to my mm -hmm. Instagram feed. I'm like, ah, I think of the dancers, right? So I'm going through, I'm going through, I'm going through. Um, because at this point, again, there is no time to have an audition. 
But the problem was for a lot of my younger looking dancers that I knew that could play young, you know, I would go on their feed and it was like hot picture after booty cheek, after selfie. Nowhere could I find just a nice, clean picture. Dare I say the word wholesome? Wholesome picture Mm -hmm. and and nowhere near and as versatile as I knew that these dancers were Mm -hmm. on their page I literally had to scroll all the way down to To find find the one the one where there's no makeup no or even the one video where they're not on the floor where they're not in heels and Mm, I'm talking and I'm talking versatile dancers Hmm. it's almost as if they were, they were, they were selling one thing. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, you know, people can argue this, you know, it's my page. I can do whatever I want with it, with it. And that's fine. And and you absolutely have that right. You advocated too, you know, you should be posting the type of work that you're proud of. And if that's what you're proud of, is that if that's what you think represents you, I get that that be what you post. Right. And I also get feeling conflicted about the notion of versatility I think in LA specifically, we champion specialists. We right. are looking for the one or three sexiest heels dancers. And so right. everybody's vying for those roles. I get that. But as somebody who has wrestled with this my whole life, versatility is an asset. It is. If you know how to weave those threads together, it but really, really is. I, 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 I say this to you, Dana, right? Mm-hmm. When you started in this industry, when I started in this industry, I wanted to be a working dancer. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a working dancer, meaning mm-hmm. I wanted to do film, mm-hmm. TV, tours, industrials, live performances, you know, whatever there was to do, I wanted to do that. So as an mm-hmm. artist, as an artist, we should be we should be a blank canvas. We should be a blank canvas so that when we are hired, we are able to come into these spaces and help bring this vision to life, whatever that mm-hmm. may be, whatever that may be. And 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 what's happening right now is that when I and and again, we're specifically talking about pages, right? These these Instagram pages mm-hmm. in in a, in a time where people want to work in the industry however that's not what you're promoting on your page what you're promoting is that you're a very specific type of artist dancer i don't know how else to say it but mm-hmm. for me the way i see it and when as a choreographer when i'm trying to hire artists dancers I need to be able to see everything that you do. I need to be able to see all sides of you, not just, mm-hmm. and listen, you should be the hottie in heels. You should also be, you know, the one that is bookable for a tour or for the Colgate commercial or for the Pizza Hut commercial or for the Saturday Night Live. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you have to be able to curate your page so that in those little like, nine squares that you see mm-hmm. i should be able to see one of each mm-hmm. of you unless mm-hmm. that's not who you that's not what you well, can yeah, give there, or bring there to is the that table. argument yeah i think a lot of us specifically women 
feel the pressure to be all the things for all the people. Right. Um, the muse, the vixen, the girl next door, the best friend, the the mother, the um, hero, you know. And I think that trying to be all the things, you could make this, um, you could relate this to trying to learn all the styles as well. You might never become the best at any one of those things by trying to be all of the things. But I think you dropped a special clue if you are a blank canvas and if you are an artist that is constantly looking for new materials, oh, I love that color red. Ooh, um, let's work in clay today. Um, this brush makes this type of stroke. This brush does this type. You know what? I'm just going to use my hands. You have different materials, different techniques, and different tools with which you paint. And if we are telling the world that we are painters, <laughs> dancers, then show us the dance that you can do yes create using yes. using many different colors and many different techniques and i think that is empowering and will lead you to um a, a longer life a, a longer shelf life as a dancer absolutely Whereas, narrowly that one you know style might not might not last forever or might not last you forever and so yeah I don't maybe that's actually oh sorry do you want to weigh in on that <laughs> no it's like you, you know listen it, I always say this it's like you have a you have a you have a, a piece of pie in front of you right and there's a slice there's a veggie slice a cheese slice pepperoni there's margarita make things about pizza from exactly <laughs> absolutely and so but yet you continue to try to eat off of that cheese slice when there's a whole pie in front of you. Like, mm. why wouldn't you wanna enjoy the entire pie, but yet mm -hmm. you still continue to eat off of that one slice? Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, I don't know if that made sense to anybody, but for me, I wanna have the whole pie. I wanna mm. be able to I wanna, taste. I wanna always be fed. I wanna not, yes. not, not, <laughs> not be able to eat. <laughs> but I basically wanna take advantage of every avenue and every platform that this industry has. That's, that's how I, that's my way of thinking. And it, and it goes back, Dana, for me, it's like, I've always just wanted to be a working professional. I didn't okay. want to go back. This is it. Yes. Yes. And you still are. Late start, rocket ship to success. I mean, I, Jess, you didn't give a ton of, you know, depth on like your chronology, like your professional dance history, but we're talking Beyonce, Janet Jackson, Jennifer Lopez, Pharrell, Black Eyed Peas, Rihanna, films, TV shows. I, I think I first saw you in Idlewild and oh, I yeah. loved, I could not stop watching you. Um, so from film to TV as a dancer, um, you're also an educator. You mentioned your mom, you wear a lot of hats and you are still going like nothing seems to have stopped you. I would love to hear your thoughts on longevity yeah. and any any tools or techniques that you use to keep going. You know, Dana, it's funny because I get this question a lot. I and I'm <laughs> I know I know you get this question a lot too. But I get this well, I'm, question I'm a lot. I'm starting to. <laughs> but and I I'm get starting this... to be able to answer it too. Yes, and it's a hard one to it's it, it it's hard but it's not. It's almost mm. like why reinvent the wheel when it works, right? And when mm. I say that, I always 
tell anyone I'm mentoring or, or anyone that will ask me, I say, you know what? I try to stay as professional as I can. What does that mean? Simple. Show up on time. Be the person that they want in the room all the time. Be able to execute whatever it is that they're going to give you. Uh, be a smart dancer. <laughs> I mean, it, it like, it honestly, it really is simply that. And, and also to be as versatile as you can be. Again, you're not going to be a master of all. However, mm-hmm. I can come into a room and when they hire me, they know that the job is going to get done. Mm-hmm. Now, Dana, there are dancers right now that literally could backflip dance circles around me. I mean, these dancers are doing somersaults and heels and flipping off walls. And like, it's honestly oh, it's, amazing. The skill level is incredible. The, the skill I think the, level? The, the average skill level of just any old dancer. You put all the dancers in like a football field and picked any one of them, I think the average level of dance is probably quite high. Yeah. Maybe higher than it's been. But the level of professionalism can't say the same thing for that, unfortunately. And obviously, I didn't start off like that. It's not like I knew everything. It's not like I, once I started, obviously, I learned I had so many great mentors. Uh, Tina Landon was my very first uh I worked with her in 1999 on the, <laughs> on the VMAs with Ricky Martin. And I, and mm-hmm. a, a funny story, uh, we were- Was that uh, La Vida Loca? Yes! Quit, yes! quit it. I'm walking yes! out of my booth right now. <gasps> so good. Side note, also that was my first concert. You need yes! to know that. Everyone needs to know that. <laughs> so for, for VMAs, it was my very first VMAs, my very first time working with Tina Landon and Jamie King. Jamie mm-hmm. King was a creative director. Tina Landon mm-hmm. was a choreographer. And, um, you know, he had already had his, his dancers from tour. Um, mm-hmm. And so they added on dancers uh, from New York. I was so green. You know, I I, I literally was uh, my first job. Again, fresh I was off the Knicks. Fresh off the Knicks. Literally, literally fresh off the Knicks. You know, eager beaver. Everything was full out didn't understand dynamics it, everything was just full out especially in front of tina landon like of course i'm gonna be full out in front of tina landon <laughs> and there was a moment yes. there was a moment in rehearsal right there was a moment in rehearsal but mm-hmm. it was honestly and and this was like the start of our relationship oh no there was a she moment tell you in to rehearsal. calm down you basically so she so we were like it was like, um, shake your bomb, bomb, shake your bomb. And I literally, when I tell you, Dana, I couldn't shake my hip harder than I was. My hip was going to fall out. That's how hard I was shaking it. And she literally looked at me and she said, Jess, she said, understand how to take your moments. And I looked at her and said, she was like, you're working too hard. Mm. Dana, my heart, mm. I was like, mm. Oh my God. Mm. You know, because this gift. is like, this well, is like, this is Tina Landon. It's a, li- so a living. What, what did you think? What was so your thought? First, were you I like, was, I'm an idiot? Or were you like, thank you. I love you. This is no, the best. no. At first I, w- I was like, oh my God, I disappointed her. One. Right. This is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. I can't believe this Two, And then she pulled me aside and she was like, just, she was like, just start to understand where you can breathe. 
start to understand mm-hmm. the dynamics. And she yeah. had a whole moment with me, mm. which as, a gift. Uh, as an artist, just beginning, this is like, there are things that you will never learn in a studio that you will learn on a job, especially mm-hmm. when you have such great, um, iconic women. I honestly, then I've been very lucky to work with so many great women in mm-hmm. this industry, right? Mm-hmm. That have taught me how to be powerful, how to be sexy, how to, how to, how to stand in my greatness. Although mm. I didn't fully understand it yet, mm-hmm. slowly, eventually, I started to understand it, you know, and, and just being surrounded by that. But yeah, that's my Tina Landon story. That is my story. And so basically from there, I, in, in going back, circling back to your uh, uh, question about longevity in this, mm-hmm. in this industry, it's taken me a while, but I understand who I am. Mm-hmm. As a human and as an artist, I understand what I bring. I, I'm very clear on that, right? Mm-hmm. No, I may not be the most amazing dancer, but when you hire me, you know exactly what you will get and you know that I will get the job done and you will mm-hmm. always want me in the room. Mm-hmm. As you someone know? who worked with you for six months, <laughs> I can tell you that every word of that is true. <laughs> I would have I would have had that working relationship go on for many months more you you are a dream to have in the room a dream you ask clarifying questions you are on time you are warm you are ready you are a problem solver a troubleshooter a great communicator I think these are all things you know that when I think of the the professional dancer you know the the um what's his name the David like if we were to sculpt yeah the, the perfect professional dancer they would be all those things um, so I'm, I'm glad that you are helping shape the next generation. Um, I did want to throw in an Andy Blankenbuehlerism that I got kind of on the same note as your Tina Landon note. He, th- he taught, I was taking his class virtually a lot during COVID and he dropped this one like it was nothing. And I ran for a pen and paper so fast. He said, if you are extraordinarily good at something, trust, you don't have to show it all of the time. Yeah. And good. I was like, Ooh, that's yeah. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> great. That's um, great. Yes. So dropping the, dropping the golden nuggets on, on all of you today from our collective experience as people who love working hard and want to be so right. You will occasionally be wrong. You can always do things differently. You will always be growing. You are still growing, learning, evolving. Um, and I think that's I think that's the funnest thing about what we do is that it is never the same. There is always room for growth. Absolutely, um, Dana. And you know what? Now that you, you say growth and, and it mm-hmm. hits me because, you know, I think for this generation and for, for your young listeners that are um, – that are tuning in, I just, I, I, I encourage you to not worry about being perfect. I encourage you to fail and get up again. I encourage mm-hmm. you not to worry about what you look like. I, mm-hmm. I, I encourage that. I think right now in a time where everything is so instant and people are filming classes and no one 
uh, wants to, everyone plays it safe in a way because no one wants to look bad in front of the camera. Where before mm -hmm. you and I, you know, in, in a classroom setting, we didn't have that. So there was a, a freedom to mm -hmm. fall, a freedom to fail, a freedom to mm -hmm. learn, to look ugly. And I mm -hmm. think right now, um, a, a lot of, because I've, I've heard it from dancers, you know, that mm -hmm. they feel as if they can't look wrong in class or they, or, or they can't, they just, they have to come in polished already. And mm -hmm. I encourage all of you young and, and old and anybody in the business, never allow the, the time that we're in right now to stop the that. the camera itself. Yes, to stop that yeah. because it is, it is the process. The process is so important. Don't skip yeah. a step. Don't skip the yeah. step. I love that. I can't think of a better place to end, um, but you know me, I always have more to say. <laughs> um, I think that on that subject, although yes, there have never been more cameras in a dance studio, right? Every single person that walks in a dance studio has one in their bag. They usually come out at the end. It's an, an unusual amount of cameras yeah. <laughs> for, for a studio, but at the same time, there's never been more media churned through the pipeline. So right. although you might have a terrible fumble, people will see it today and they will see 75,000 other things Absolutely. before they see you again. Yes. They will not be thinking about it. Like it's, yes. it, it refreshes constantly. Yes. So I would argue that there's less pressure because everybody's always looking at different things. There's always something. That's true. Someone else is falling. Someone else is. You're not special because you fell. It released yeah. that pressure. Um, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I, I believe this. Camera film does make it forever. The Internet is forever. There are copies of everything everywhere. Right. But at the same time, a camera is just plastic and glass that's true, we actually. we give it all the rest of the meaning yes. we make it stressful we make it high pressure we make it different it's not it's just a it's materials <laughs> everything else comes from our head and so get get straight about what a camera is to you get straight about what instagram is to you and live your life man that's at least you know, that's I don't, what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know if we have time, but I wanted, I was like, Do I got to tell Dana this because you know what I get asked a lot about in the heist? Tell me. That I get asked a lot from a lot of dancers. Uh, they'll say, Jessica, how were you able, I promise you, Dana, they were like, Jessica, mm -hmm. how did you get so much uh, screen time? Mm, like, how did you it. get so much screen time, right? She paid the camera operator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten the same question before. I've I've gotten like, are you paying the camera person? Like, right. what do you, be real with me. <laughs> to me, that question is so odd because they want to know how I was able to get so much screen time, right, right. as a dancer. Mm -hmm. And I answered it this way. It's a very specific oh, scene, Carnaval, right? Mm -hmm. And because this is the only, this I was like, this is how it works, yes? Now, mm -hmm. You were staging, remember, you were you were staging the scene. And how many of us, there were at least, what, 70? There were 70, 75, I think. 75, right? And mm -hmm. so, and obviously, this specific scene is so special to me. I mean, it just, 
it's beyond. It's the but, heartbeat of the whole uh, movie. It's, it's the so great. <laughs> so I remember you were staging it and I was with Leo Moctezuma and Liz mm-hmm. Ramos, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously you're, you're staging it and you have 75 people in this room. And so, you know, there were so many seasoned dancers and not, there were so many mm-hmm. newbies that had Some never done a film. aunties and uncles and moms. Yes, and... That, had, that didn't understand how this scene should flow. And so you were Carlos, staging- who was 80? Absolutely. And so you were staging it and Leo and I saw gaps, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. as you're, you're trying to stage a scene, which is not putting people in formations, it's very different. You are creating an actual scene with Living, actors. breathing organism that moves. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have to tell a story at this point. So Leo and I looked around and we were like, we looked at you, what you were doing. And so Leo and I created this backstory between us, right? We were cousins, and so we we had a whole backstory, and we dragged Liz with us. And so as you move people around, Leo and I were moving with you and filling mm-hmm. in the gaps, right? Filling and in the gaps. And making it with, with purpose, with a, with, a, yes. with a reason for being there opposed and, to and an for, objective to be on yes. screen. <laughs> and for all our listeners that are listening, when I say filling in the gaps, understanding the, the acting beats, understanding what the story needed, because of course, right, not just eyes, negative space, no, not just like there's a gap there. I should go there, no. but like there's a bench there. I'm yes. thirsty. I should sit and be hot and have a drink. <laughs> understanding what, trying to help you, Dana, the choreographer, fill in this scene, this acting scene, without disturbing what you're doing. Hmm. And as we did it, I remember, I don't know if you remember, but you, you looked at us mm-hmm. and you said, I see what you're doing and I like it. <laughs> I think I do remember that. I remember you guys being on the picnic bench. Yes. Is that, was that the moment? Yes. So we moved because mm-hmm. you, you had stages. We were somewhere else and we moved to fill in that mm-hmm. space. And then I moved. Mm-hmm. We kind of just moved with the scene without yeah. you telling us. But yeah. without overstepping any boundaries, understanding mm-hmm. what the scene needed. And I and mm-hmm. I answered the question and I told them about that story. And I told them, I was like, listen, I was like, I understood what she was trying to do without overstepping her, without without overstepping, without overstepping. Mm-hmm. I understood mm-hmm. what the scene needed as mm-hmm. an actor, again, without overstepping. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the only way to learn where that line is. Is, is by overstepping right and you learn and some and you learn the hard way sometimes but in the if you can imagine having to tell 75 people exactly what to be doing and where to be doing it and all t- at all times during a six and a half minute seven minute top to bottom scene we didn't have enough time for the whole film like no. let alone that one scene to do all that so we relied a lot on dancers like you who could fill in the blanks as it were or paint the, the the canvas like take a look at what was what had been painted on the canvas and say oh I think we could make a gesture there I think we could add a splash of yellow over here I think yes. they're yeah that's that's brilliant and of course you would be doing that in your in in your quiet and respectful way <laughs> contributing to the world in response to the way the leader was you know you know, we all were kind of building this thing. You weren't off on your own, plotting your own world. You were listening 
then you were like chatting and then you listened and then you yeah I I remember that I was so pleased in how that scene turned out because it truly was one where we had to sacrifice some rehearsal budget time Mm -hmm. and give give that budgeted time to other numbers so that piece firmly relied on the people and their stories that is exactly what it was meant to be that is exactly what it should be and thanks to talented artists like you um it did not fall flat (laughs) it did it was the opposite it got so elevated by the freedom that people had um to bring themselves and i'm so grateful for you for doing that and for telling people that that's what was happening um i do i will say not every choreography team works that way i think chris is a great collaborator he leaves a lot of room for people's voices ideas um he runs a tight ship for sure he knows what he wants to see but he is not closed to you know idea other ideas so i think in that scene in particular we got to we were the project itself was enriched by that this is again this is something that you learn throughout the years when you've been on set for so long for you know on, on different sets and understand how different people work of course mm-hmm. also you what you needed was you needed people to bring themselves into the room and not mm-hmm. just be dancers and mm-hmm. i think a lot of dancers get caught up in just learning the steps and not mm-hmm. understanding how to fill in that empty that empty Yo, space. It brings it back to what you were saying about so many young people on Instagram showing the combo and not showing the colorful life that they live, the human being that they are outside of fishnets and heels and a dance studio. Now I'm wondering how you might show on something as superficial and two-dimensional as an Instagram feed, I am the type of person that keeps a safe space in a creative process. Yeah. How could it how could a young dancer advertise I'm a person that helps creative processes go smoothly? Mm. Because that is something that that's part of the reason why the working people stay working. Yeah. And it's tough to catch a break. Because that's yeah. that's a, a quality that's difficult to advertise on a on a resume, a headshot or an Instagram feed. But you know what, though? It is and it isn't, Dana. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. It's almost mm-hmm. like, um, think about it. When you go on somebody's page, you may not know them, mm-hmm. but regardless if it's fabricated or not, they can curate it so that they can give you a sense of who they are mm-hmm. as a person, you know, as an mm-hmm. artist, as a person. So it's almost... It's like because you can you can also quickly go on somebody's page and go and say, I don't I don't know. I don't know Mm -hmm. if this I don't know if I want this person in a room with this Mm -hmm. particular artist or actor for the next Mm -hmm. two weeks or eight hours. I think that you're you're right. It is simpler than I am making it out to be. And of course, the mind, (laughs) the mind decides. But or let's not forget that we are artists, Dana. We are artists. Mm -hmm. We are chameleons. We are, again, it goes back to all I wanted to do was work in this industry and be able to take advantage of every avenue, every platform. So if it's, you know, me playing a showgirl or me playing, you know, a girl that lives on the block in the Heights, or, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's me playing this girl in the get down that, you know, does the hustle Mm -hmm. at night, you know, like 
or or oh, or, or greatest showman the get down. or you know like playing a different role like greatest showman mm-hmm. i played a voodoo mm-hmm. twin so it's it's almost like just being for me again we are working artists we are a blank canvas we are chameleons we are artists that's how i see it the more you have the more doors will open for you you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of a Chiara, Chiara Alegria Hudes quote that is somewhere else, but she'll be joining me on the podcast. The fingers are so crossed, uh, maybe before the end of the year. So we'll dig into that then. Jess, you are a fountain of information and uh, enthusiasm. I cannot thank you enough for sharing both of those with us today. You're the greatest. Let's, Thanks, let's, let's do this again sometime. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and let's make more movies together. Putting Absolute, that out there. Yeah. Circle it back. Circle it back. Yes. Okay, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you again. Thanks, Dana. Bye. I always wave. I know. It's like nobody <laughs> sees the way. Nobody sees that. <laughs> all right, all right, my friend. What do you think? Are you lifted? Are you lightened? Are you inspired and informed? <laughs> I so hope so. I am, for sure. Um, For more Jessica, make sure you follow Ilia Jessica Castro on Instagram. That's I-L-I-A-J-E-S-S-I-C-A-C-A-S-T-R-O on Instagram. And keep an eye out for her future intensives. Make sure you follow at lip... Is it lame that I say at... First, do you just assume? Oh my goodness. Lipstick Diaries NYC. That is Lipstick Diaries NYC. All one word, no spaces, dashes, underscores, or emojis. Can you even put an emoji in a handle? I guess probably not. Anyways, I really loved her definition of longevity as simply maintaining professionalism, not redefining or reinventing the wheel or reinventing yourself, but simply being consistently professional. Um, I continued to think about that, about longevity, and I think it means something slightly different to me. I think you can achieve longevity by changing without quitting. That's what I think longevity is. Changing a lot in your skills, your tools, your ideas, even your style, and, 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 changing a lot, but staying the same a little in the ways that matter. Like what Jess said, staying professional, staying consistent, staying accountable, you know, staying solid. Um, And then, of course, not quitting. So change a lot, stay a lot professional, (laughs) and don't quit. (laughs) With that... And this tiny nudge of a reminder to be proud of what you post. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? (laughs) Am I proud of this? Does it represent me? Man, those are such great checkboxes to tick every time before you post. Um, With that, I will send you out into the world to make great work and, of course, to keep it very funky. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Me again. 
Wondering if you ever noticed that one more time almost never means one more time. <laughs> well, here on the podcast, one more thing actually means two more things. Number one thing, if you're digging the pod, if these words are moving you, please don't forget to download, subscribe, and leave a rating or review because your words move me too. Number two thing, I make more than weekly podcasts. So please visit thedanawilson.com for links to free workshops and so, so, so much more. All right, that's it now, for real. Talk to you soon. Bye.